Hello nerds, back again. Another interview for the 2022 Faction Champs. This time I'm here with uh, one of my best mates and someone who has had a pretty reasonable year when it comes, well, I should say last year when it comes to uh, leveling up his limited game and getting into, I guess, more more, more in-depth into his own Highlander strategy. It's uh, Mr. Daniel Papak. How the hell are you? Fantastic. If you could also add to that uh, intro, Faction Champs 2022 winner, Daniel Papak, that'd be much more appropriate and accurate for this interview, but I'm doing well. How oh, are you? I'm, I'm better now I, I hear that. Uh, a little <laughs> side note that you are, my, uh, you are my dark horse pick for this tournament. Oh, so yeah. uh, do maybe maybe me, no. he self-proclaimed it, and uh, I had I had the the uh, the height the foresight even to to know that it's coming. So maybe just maybe we are talking to the 2022 champion. But uh, yeah, as I said, here with uh, Mr. Papak, and uh, just a first question off the block, mate. When did you when did you join the faction? How long have you been around the team for? You know, so I'm a I'm a recent um, I'm, I'm one of the most recent uh, new members to the faction. I I feel like I want to say six months, right? But that's what COVID's done and lockdowns have done. So it's probably two years and six months. I would say we kind of lost a bit of time, but it wouldn't have been much before. Uh, it must have been sometime mid 2019 or something like that. I think. I think. That sounds about right. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with six months. We'll, we'll cut the COVID out. Yeah, six months <laughs> yeah, exactly, plus yeah. six months plus one week in Phillip Island or one weekend in Phillip Island. Yeah, exactly. I could have done my research and actually just looked at when we were. You know, at the I think it was the last e champs. It was a champs where I was inducted into the uh, into the faction, and um, I could look at what the date for that was, but. That would require too much work. Yeah, we'll just we'll go we'll just go with champs last year. Yeah, uh, very good. good. So, in regards to your competitive side, have you got any notable finishes that you want to talk about, like uh, GPS, PT, Q finishes, things like that? No, I don't. My I've only ever played three GPS. I think it's three GPS and Nats. Nats, I did get into. Oh boy, I, I got up to the part where there was like the proper draft. I think I, you know, was four two or something at one stage at Nats, um, and the other one before losing a, a game to Kyle actually, which would have, um, yeah, it was a close game. Uh, not knowing who he was at the time, but I do remember he was a very nice player, and I'll always say the story because I, I it's the kind of sportsmanship that I love to see and I think everyone loves to see in the game um, where I made an attack or it was one of us made an attack and, and one of us had a creature with first strike and I didn't quite understand how the first strike would interact with the, the particular way and he didn't even wait to the end of the game before he said hey you know you could have done that differently etc but by using the first strike in this way because it does a thing before the combat uh, so I don't know how I had a record of 4-2 without probably understanding how first strike worked, but there you go. Um, so that was good. Uh, and props to Kyle for being such a fantastic opponent. Uh, little did I know that, you know, I'd get to know him quite well after that. Uh, there was a GP, I think it was Brisbane, went 3-0 uh, at the start, but then just bombed and never played. I think I played like one or two PTQs, maybe 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 two or three Um 
but this was way in a back when it was easy to do things like PTQ. So at that stage, there was just no way. I mean, you and I probably saw each other at a lot of those. Um, I think I have certainly have memories of, you know, seeing you and Sahar, et cetera, usually come into these places and the um, talk around the people that I was hanging with at the time was kind of like, oh, those guys, they really know how to play. So I'm sure I would have just been dispatched almost immediately by, you know, by you and the team you were playing with at the time. So no notable finishes, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, it's all about to change. That's, that's, I'm, I'm glad you put that at the end because uh, let's, let's hope that it does. Um, so in regards to the format, we have, uh, we have it confirmed, actually, that we've got four, uh, three rounds of draft followed by four rounds of highlighter, and then the top eight is also going to be uh, a top eight draft, and both the drafting formats are going to be Crimson Vale. So talk to me about where you are in regards to the limited format of Crimson Vale. I, you are going to very quickly change your dark horse pick um, because I have, it's been a really busy last couple of months and I haven't yet done a vow draft. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really haven't. So I don't know any of the, I literally, other than what's been added to the vintage cube from vow, I don't know what's in the set and I felt like I was going to turn up and just not know anything but I'm starting to feel like that might be honestly disrespectful to the rest of the crew to just turn up and literally not know a single thing slow down the draft be sitting there reading cards I do have to do some but I've got to be honest, I haven't, I just haven't done any. So I'm hoping to get lucky in that portion of it, to be honest, uh, which means, I, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sorry. And how's your Highlander game? I'm happy about Highlander. And I think I can genuinely, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest, if I, if I run <coughs> relatively well, I genuinely think I could foro the Highlander part of it I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility um i think i have a deck at the moment that there isn't much hate around for i'm playing reanimator i think i'll still be playing reanimator when champs rolls around i feel like it has a pretty good matchup against most decks unless someone's playing extremely heavy blue you know almost draw go control which there isn't much around but I think anything that doesn't have a very heavy focus on blue, I'm very, very well matched up. I have a very good matchup against. And even the blue decks, I've done a bit of practice, a bit of thought, made a few changes to my deck uh, and feel like that's not even the worst matchup or not even as bad as I might have thought it was a few weeks ago. Yeah. So I feel good about the Highlander the portion, really. I mean, again, it genuinely has been a very busy, like coming into Christmas was insane. Um, you know, we, we were out of lockdown, have a young family, business, all of that stuff it takes up a lot of time. You've just actually kind of got a bit zen about magic, maybe like three, four months ago. Um, there was a few tournaments where the results didn't go the way I wanted at all. Uh and I, 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 it kind of beat myself up a bit about it, 
but you know, I actually came around to kind of thinking you can't be good at everything. You can't do everything at a really high level. There are people that put more effort in that, that just are better, um, that, that I'm not going to be able to beat in these tournaments and that's fine. And I'm actually really happy with that. Uh, if I have a lucky day, you know, here's a better question I reckon is, is not, you know, do you think you'll win? But the question for me, I reckon is how do I win faction champs? And the answer would be, I get extremely lucky in the draft and just draft insane bombs, like do five or six drafts beforehand. So at least I know what's what, you know, and what I'm kind of up against, what the removal looks like, what the combat tricks, you know, what, what a deck typically might look like. Maybe listen to a few podcasts, turn up, get super lucky with the, the cards that I open, just run pretty well, have my opponents not run that well, um, and then kill it in Highlander and top eight. And probably from top eight, to be brutally honest, the the odds are really low. Like I'm never going to be beating. If if people are top eighting, it means they've done well in their draft, you know, and in the Highlander portion. And against guys like that, like I'm just not probably going to be beating them in the top eight unless I get incredibly lucky. But you just never say never because sometimes you do just get incredibly lucky. Yep. That, that. That's how, if it was to happen, that's how it's going to happen. You know, if I, my goal or what I would want to do, I've not top aided at a faction event before, major event. If I can top eight, that's, I'm really happy there. Um, certainly won't stop there and I would 100% you know, get into the top eight and go, I'm here now to win. Um, but e- even I know that when I look back on it, if I can make a top eight, that'll be good. Um, and I'm just hoping to do it mainly off the back of Highlander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. So what, so what you kind of, you kind of touched on it, but what, what would it mean for you to, to win? Like what, what would it actually mean? Oh, dude, I, it would mean to me, more than I feel like it would mean to me more than what it might mean to most people. It would mean a lot to me. I don't win. I, I'm an incredibly lucky person in life. I've had a really good run. A lot of things have gone. I've been in the right place at the right time a lot of times. But as far as actually winning anything in my life, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've won a free cheeseburger at mcdonald's i don't think i've ever won anything in my life like there's very few times that i can think of if any where i where there is a competition and i'm the one that won it i would be absolutely over the moon the first time i foreowed modern at fnm in preston i i was you know i came home to georgie like check this out i did it i did it with death shadow and this and that and this is how it all played out and i explained all the games to her i was over the moon that was just an fnm to do something like that at champs especially in front of so many guys that i respect uh and whose opinions mean so much to me i'd genuinely be over the moon it would be incredible yeah I put a it's funny it's put a huge smile on my face just just uh hearing you say that I, it it uh it actually makes me want it actually makes me uh, what am I trying to say? I want you to win even more now. Like I actually want you to win from that huh. response. I think that is because it's 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 funny. Like I told you before we came on, like this is all in jest. You know, you throw some bit of shit around, you pump yourself up, whatever. But real realistically, like you as a person, you're extremely humble, and I think that the humbleness 
of that answer it just like speaks true of, of who you are as a person and who you are as a, as a competitor as well like the, the answer before that so yeah I really appreciate that and, and like I said it's put a huge smile on my face and I think we've spoken at length because obviously you were on the podcast there for a while as, as one of the uh, one of the co-hosts for, for a little while not not so much lately but hopefully that changes in the near future but we were talking about you know um, you specifically and how you changed your limited game how you were learning a limited game how you were um, like uh, identifying and understanding how Highlander matches played and, and improving in your game. And you, you, you did like you, you came back not, not long ago and you said, I, I three owed my first vintage cube, you know, and now you've got three or four mm. trophies. And it's like, it's really cool to stand next to you and be like, yeah, this guy's getting better. This guy's getting better. Like you're improving. Like even when we play matches, you, you, you make less mistakes. You have better sideboarding, like all that kind of stuff, which is super cool. And I think that, um, it would be super sick to have you come out with, with your name on the trophy. That would be sick. And like, you know, to, to take that home to, to Georgie and, and the kids and that, that, that would be dope. That's, <laughs> that is, that's actually the fire I want to put in you. I want to put that fire in you right now. I want you to, to envision that and get the Rocky music going and get the weights pumping and load up goddamn magic <laughs> online and start playing some goddamn limited because I want to see it happen. Yeah. You got to make it happen. Right. <laughs> I am, I'm, Definitely going to give Vow a crack because, you know, I was thinking about it the other day and I think it was only now coming back from, yes, Christmas is over now, New Year's is over, I am back and, you know, there's, it's, it's every day now isn't. There's a thing on literally every single day and I just can't find the time. There is time to do it now. And I thought, you know what, it's going to be more fun even if I have done it five, ten times, you know, vow drafts. You know, I'm never gonna I'm never going to get to have done 30, 40, 50 drafts. It's just never gonna happen. But I am going to have a better time if I at least somewhat know the format. Like it's gonna be really dumb if I just turn up and sit there reading, open the pack and start reading cards. Um and all I <laughs> Again, in my how do I win this, even getting lucky in the limited part might just mean winning one out of the three games and just not straight 0-3-ing that first limited part with the first deck that I build will mean that I can then go into the Highlander part at least with something in you know under my belt and make that possible journey to the top eight a little bit easier. Um, and then obviously once in top eight, I... Really don't want to be disrespecting people by reading cards in the top eight, you know. So uh, yeah, I'm pumped, man. I, I genuinely am pumped and love that the faction gives us the opportunity to do competitive magic because I wish I had have been there. Um, I've just finished listening to LSV's life story and the latest limited resources, and he talks about living in share houses with guys that just played magic and. I'm listening to that thing and I could have done that. I would have loved to have had a chance to, you know, just do that in my life for a while there. Um, so I, I love the competitive element, um, love the camaraderie, the, the group of friends. Uh, and as I said before, I respect, I mean, particularly your own, but so many of the guys and their opinions and what they've done to help level me up. I don't want to just then go, cool dudes, turn up and just play like shit not know the format and have no fun. Yeah, for sure. Yep, absolutely. So next question off the list is uh, who is your dark horse contender to win? 
I'm going to say that you're going to put yourself down for that one. No, I'm not going to put myself Ooh, down as okay. the dark horse. So you're not horse. the dark horse. You're just going to win it. You, you just shout it from the rooftops. King Kong style, beat the chest. <laughs> <Pat back! laughs> yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, well, we'll get to we'll get to who I think will actually win it. Um, my, you know who I'd say is a dark horse to win something like this? <laughs> a true dark horse to win this, I reckon, would be like Leonard. I reckon there is a chance. He, I know, I'm vaguely aware that he's across the limited format. He's an exceptionally talented Magic player and he's ruthless. He could potentially... That kind of luck scenario where you just things kind of go your way a little bit. I mean, he's an ex-Tron player too, so he's used to understanding that idea of just having your day. I feel like he would be a dark horse to potentially win something like this. Very reasonable. You, you heard it here first. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but go Leo. I reckon you, could, you, you might be able to do something. So who's, uh, who's Leo beat in the final then? Um, this is it, it's somewhat awkward because you're the one interviewing me, but I genuinely, Trent, I genuinely think you're you the, you have head and shoulders the best odds of winning the whole thing. It's just really like if we're talking about like because you don't need just a lucky day. You know both formats inside and out. You've got proven results in both formats. It's just a no-brainer to say that there is a very high chance. You not top-eighting is ridiculous. That ca- that almost can't happen, and I'd be willing to put my money where my mouth is um, un- unless the money was against you and then you just tanked to win the money. But I would be willing to put my money where my mouth is and say there's no way you don't top-eight this thing because there's a lot of guys in the faction um, – I might use someone like Shane as an example, where also exceptionally talented magic player, exceptionally talented, particularly limited player, I also know has drafted loads of Vow. There is a very good chance a guy like him, 3 O's the draft part of the format, but then, the, or the draft format part of the tournament. But then going to Highlander, a guy like him has not played much Highlander. Um, again, could just luck out on the day, but... If there's four rounds of Highlander, he's going to be up against some pretty stiff competition in guys like Mike, Ian, yourself, me, who play a lot of Highlander and really understand the format. Whereas for someone like Shane, he may borrow someone's deck, you know, or or go, well, what's the deck that's winning? It's this one. I'll play this and just we'll see how we go. And again, you know, kind of rely on that luck a bit more. Um, If he gets into the top eight, then... He can easily probably win the thing too. Um, but someone like you, you've done both and you've, you've got proven results. So I've just got to put my money with the person that has proven results and a I know has a desire to win and is very competitive. It's I think it's just got to be you. And who gets ninth? Now, I, I've, um, said, I've said there's only one right answer to this and I've gotten three right answers. So... You know who gets ninth, and I feel real bad about this. Mike Swan gets ninth. Oh, okay. There's another answer. Okay, Swanee in the yeah. ninth spot. So what happens is he opens his draft decks. He's yeah. He hasn't played much Vow draft, if any that I'm aware. He goes. 
yeah, puts together a deck that's in typical Swanee fashion. It does something that's cool, but doesn't necessarily just consistently win games. Um, and I think the draft part's going to be pretty brutal. And I think he maybe goes like 03 there. And then, so what, what gets you ninth? If you went 3 4, do you reckon that's ninth? How does uh, that work? 3 4 won't. Three, four won't get you ninth. That'd be below, um, below nine. It uh, depends on the numbers. So I don't know how many people we have coming confirmed at the moment. So it's really hard to say. Yeah, so because like the up- draws and shit like that. So I don't actually know. Of course, it'd be like yeah, it'd be I- x. I'd say x three. If if everybody like plays out their rounds and not a lot of draws, then it's x three as like seven, eighth, ninth onwards. So it'll come down to breakers if yeah. there's no draws. So, so I see that he wins vastly more than he loses in Highlander, but he also then loses much more than he wins in the draft part, uh, and just gets, yeah, it just, I don't know, <laughs> I love you, Swanee. There's been so many times at these tournaments where it's like it's Swanee's day, it's Swanee's day, and then for whatever reason, just something happens, whether it's some percentage somewhere or whatever happens, and he just gets pipped to the post of these kinds of things and maybe that's what happens but maybe not he might just go on to win it i hope he does that'd be amazing so you want to win it you want leonard to win it and you want swanee to win it no i'm not saying i want leonard to win i want to win it um i think if there's a dark horse that just somehow comes out of nowhere and wins it and everyone's like oh that's right you just sometimes sit there on a laptop playing draft for ages and know this format quite well and then gets kind of, you know, a bit lucky and uses his ruthlessness in Highlander. That's 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 by Dark Horse Leonard. So, yeah, I'd like to win it. He'd be a Dark Horse. I think you will win it. And I think that uh, Swanee will come ninth. Okay. Swanee ninth. <laughs> Papak's going to win the whole thing. It's been another interview. Yep. Uh, it's going to be you and me. You and finals. me in the final. <laughs> All right. Well, can you imagine? Uh, I would have to get so we'll lucky we'll, to. Maybe, maybe we've got to, like I said, we'll put the Rocky music on. We'll, we'll fire up some drafts, have a few beers, and maybe we'll fill that head that head full of Highlander knowledge with a bit of limited knowledge as well. I like it. That's all right. Good. Well, that's another one in the books. I uh, hope you're all enjoying these as uh, we're getting through them. I think we're just over halfway now, but uh, yeah, really appreciate people listening to this. And if you do uh, appreciate it, like shout it from the rooftops, buddy you know hit the share button and all that kind of stuff but with that we're out of here back with another one soon bye kyle see you